Welcome to Faithful Sayings, a podcast of the Olson Park Church of Christ. For a few minutes, let's talk about God's Word. I'm Kyle Pope, preacher at Olson Park. Thanks for joining us. When the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, among the laws he gave to the Israelites was the command recorded in Exodus 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Jesus showed that this instruction is also a part of his new covenant in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, when he began his model prayer with the words, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Why is it so important how the name of the Lord is used? It is difficult, if not impossible, even among human beings, to separate our relationship to someone from our use of his or her name. Is there anyone we can call to mind without first calling to mind his or her name? If I think of my wife, I think of the name Tony. When I speak to my children, I call the names Tori, Caleb, or Nathan. As a result, how we use people's names reflects how we feel about them and the nature of our relationship with them. The same is true with respect to God's name. His being is inseparably tied to his name. Because of this, the temple in Jerusalem was described as the place where God would make his name abide. Deuteronomy 12, verse 11. Those who are disobedient are said to despise God's name, Malachi chapter 1, verse 6, while those who are faithful are said to remember the name of the Lord, Psalm 20, verse 7, and are described as those who love God's name, Psalm 5, verse 11. The name of Jesus should be held with the same reverence. Jesus is God in the flesh, John chapter 20, verse 28. Jesus told his disciples They would receive whatever they asked in his name, John 14, verse 13. Philippians 2, verse 9, describes Jesus' name as the name which is above every name. His apostles, in teaching about him, made the bold and decisive declaration, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, Acts 4, verse 12. Throughout the centuries, among Jews and early Christians, Respect for divine names was taken very seriously. To avoid ever saying the Lord's name in vain, Jews developed the custom of substituting the Hebrew word meaning Lord for the personal name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah. Among the Dead Sea Scrolls, many manuscripts of biblical books actually write the name for God or Yahweh in a different color and in an older script. This likely helped the one reading out loud to make certain he did not read without due reverence. Early New Testament manuscripts often contain instances of what are called nomina sacra, literally holy names, the custom of abbreviating references to deity. This was usually done by putting only the first and last letters of the word with a line over both letters. For example, to illustrate this in English, Spirit would be written capital S-T with a line over it, or Lord would be written capital L-D with a line over it. In modern translations of the Bible, some similar 
conventions are often used. Some capitalize all pronouns referring to deity. Most indicate the translation of the Hebrew word Yahweh with the English word Lord spelled with all capital letters in contrast to the actual Hebrew word Lord without full capitalization. How is the name of God used in common speech today? Is it used with respect and reverence or with casual disregard? For many people, it has become nothing more than a way to express surprise or dismay. Someone shocked by something exclaims, Oh my! You know, use the name of God. Is this said as an appeal to God? No. Does the one using this expression truly feel that God is his or her God? Sometimes, but I've heard atheists say these words. If I appeal to the one I identify as my God, should I not appeal to him with respect? If I don't believe in him, how could I speak of him as my God? If I am not making an appeal, in what sense am I using his name? As a meaningless exclamation? Yes. Remember the command, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, who takes his name in vain. That which is meaningless is that which is in vain. Are we prepared to answer to God for this calloused use of his name? Let's illustrate this in a personal way. My wife was very close to her grandmother. In fact, she was named after her. My wife's middle name is Marie. I could never imagine my wife in a moment of shock, frustration, or even excitement crying out, Oh, my Marie! That wouldn't reflect the love she feels for her. She would never use her name to call down a curse upon someone. The relationship she treasured with her grandmother was far too special for that. Because of this, I would never use the name Marie in these ways. It would be disrespectful to my wife and to the memory of her grandmother. So if we understand this when it comes to the names of humans who hold dear, how could we use God's name in that way? I fear that modern man has lost sight of exactly how blasphemous it is to casually use the name of God or Jesus in cursing or expressions of amazement. Today, even among those who claim to be Christians, they may hear the Lord's name roll thoughtlessly and irreverently off their lips. Sometimes people imagine they can disguise this with euphemisms or abbreviations. A euphemism is a mild or indirect word or expression substituted for one considered to be too harsh or blunt from the New Oxford Dictionary. When someone says, gosh or golly, what does he or she mean? If it is a substitute, for what word is it a substitute? The word God. If it is not a substitute, it is meaningless. Have you ever heard someone use the exclamation, you couldn't tell if it was used as a euphemism or the Lord's name? Why would we ever want people to be unsure of our use of the Lord's name? Jesus said, But I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Are we ready to answer for our words on the day of judgment? With the rise of texting, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media, the abbreviation 
OMG has become very common. Even Christians sometimes type this with little thought. What does it abbreviate? The words, oh my, and the Lord's name. Is this a reverent allusion to the name of God? No. Does it communicate to those who read it, love and respect for the one I would call my God? No. Then we should not use such forms of expression. I pray that anyone who names the name of Christ, 2 Timothy 2 verse 19, to strive to glorify that noble name by which you were called, James 2 verse 7, avoiding any use of the Lord's name that fails to show the love and respect it is due. Thank you for listening. To learn more about our work, visit olsonpark.com. If you're in Amarillo, Texas, come worship with us. 4700 Andrews Avenue in Amarillo, 79106. And please tune in again to Faithful Say.